Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the 10-game NBA main slate on Saturday. Pretty big size slate for Saturday, but that's because we have the Super Bowl on Sunday. And I think there's only two games early on Sunday, so uh, that's why we're seeing a, a pretty big uh, Saturday slate, which again, we don't normally see. Um, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make content for Daily Fantasy Sports, for NBA Top Shot, and for Prize Picks. Uh, if you are unable to watch the YouTube videos, I do also upload an Apple podcast. Link is down below. It is called the DKDFS Show. And if you want more in-depth content for daily fantasy sports, I offer that on patreon.com, also down below. Uh, the sponsor of this video, guys, is Roast Umber. So if you guys are a coffee lover, you got to give Roast Umber a try. And they're a small company uh, from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and um, yeah, I really, really like their coffee. I really like their nitro cold brew. So if you guys want to uh, try it out, if you're a coffee lover, um, you can use code DKDFS for 20% off your order. Would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Help those that uh, help me. Okay, so um, before we get into players and the prices, we can take a look back line up here from tonight. So after a really good stretch last three, four slates with no bad luck, we've been cashing every single day in tournaments. Well, right back to the bad variants and the injuries, right? Uh, so John Collins, injured. Goga Bataze, I'm pretty sure he got injured. Uh, that's where the rumors that he, was, he got hit in the head, and he only put a couple extra minutes after that. Like, he barely played. So we'll count it as one and a half injuries. Do you want to count, count in a benching or, you know, possible concussion for Goga? Whatever. One and a half injuries. So, yeah, just absolutely no chance when you have – I mean, if you're trying to – when you have one injury in your lineup, it's almost impossible to cash in tournaments. When you have two, no way, right? Um, but I did have some some guys that hit. Obviously, Chalk Lamella went off. Uh, Jonte Murray went for 80 fancy points, uh, relatively low on 26%. Devin Vassell was also smashed. He was very popular. Um, Bones Highland was a little bit of a bust. He got into some foul trouble, and they closed with the Campazzo. And I was talking about this on Patreon, how um, I think one of the biggest edges in DFS still is you will see that uh, the good plays actually go over-owned in tournaments, right? Like Bones Highland was definitely one of the best values. But I talked about how Composo is going to get no ownership. And I thought he had a similar chance of success. And you saw like, what, 1% or 2% Composo and 50% Bones and Composo smashed. Um, I also brought that up for Vassell and Lonnie Walker. Now, that didn't work. But uh, again, the ownership differences are, are massive this year, right? You're, you're seeing actually the best plays uh, get the ownership and actually go over-owned in tournaments. Um, Cork Maz was a little bit disappointing. I'm a little bit tilted about that, to be honest. Expected more from him. He only shot like three times. Um, and then, yeah, Goga Collins injuries uh, and uh, D'Lo didn't do anything. Uh, I, I swear, I don't know if I've gotten D'Lo right once. I, the Minnesota guys, it's just if I take a shot in one of the Minnesota big three, it's the other two that smash. It's like it's just a lock to happen. I'm just like, ugh, I could not get those guys right. It's so frustrating. But uh, yeah, so again, after a hot streak of, of no bad luck, we're right back to the bad luck in this uh, on this slate. So hope you guys, I hope you avoided the injuries and got in the cash. Um, as far as uh, ownership at higher stakes stuff, so again, there was a lot of busts. Um, let's see, Goga Bataze was massive chalk, right? Barely played. Uh, Cali Oubre, massive chalk, gotten some foul trouble. Um, let's see, Bones Highland, massive, massive chalk, 70%, right? So Bones was 70%, and I believe 
Composo is 1% this tournament. Yeah. Composo, 1%. Bones, 70%. Should have that should that have been the case? No, it definitely shouldn't have. Uh, but like I said, you're seeing the good plays go over-owned in GPPs. Uh, but this is the winning lineup. Uh, so Rogier had a really solid game. I know he had been kind of quiet of late, but he healed. I didn't know what to make of the Pacers and their rotation, but he got big minutes. He almost went for a triple-double, too. Can we talk about that? 16-9-8 for a normally score-independent Buddy Heald. Hey, good for him. O'Shea Brissett absolutely went off, too, uh, for 42 fancy points. But uh, the times that I played him at low ownership, he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. So happy for Brissett and all those that played him. Uh, and then Lamelo, uh, Bissell, and DeJounte Murray, who are all pretty popular in higher-stakes contests. All right, guys, so let's talk about this 10-game rule. Start off on the Memphis side. So John Moran, if you had the salary, I have no issue going to him. It's one of the best possible matchups. He's going to play mid-30s minutes. There have been a lot of blowouts recently. Blowout here, blowout here, blowout here. So I'm not really worried about these minutes. Uh, Triple J and Bain do have upside, but it seemed priced about right. We almost saw a triple-double for Steven Adams last game, which is just a little bit absurd. Um, so kind of feels like a chase going to Adams. Clark will play the backup five. I mean, he's fine. Him and Adams are going to kind of split those center minutes. Uh, but the rest of the rotation, they're kind of spreading out the minutes. So I don't know if I get to anyone else on the Memphis side. But on the Charlotte side, once again, there's a lot to like here. Right? So they're just running an extremely tight rotation. Um, so like the main four guys all look pretty good. LaMelo, Rogier, and Bridges are the guys that have the, uh, you know, the highest upside. Um, I think all three of these guys look good. Again, Rogier, I swear there's like no in-between, right? He's either like busting for you or he's you know, absolutely going off like he did uh, – tonight so the main three guys i like for charlotte and i'm expecting big minutes for all three i'd say 35 plus at least Ubre got in some foul trouble at 6.4k i think he'll be a lot lower on in this slate than he was tonight where he was massive chalk but i still think we get 35 plus minutes from Ubre, so i'm still fine with him i do think the ownership drops as far as the bigs go it's a little bit trickier to get to the likes of like plumley and washington because we do have uh harrell played about 22 minutes off the bench so those three are fine options but i don't know if there's one guy that stands out there we did see a little bit of James Boak night. They finally dusted him off and played him like 15 minutes. Don't know if it's going to be enough for me to go to him, though. All right, Sacramento and Washington. So a lot of question marks here for Sacramento. Uh, they got like a lot of guys from trades. We don't know who's going to be available, but let's we'll keep an eye on that news. Uh, but yeah, so bonus and Fox, like I'm pretty sure these guys are going to play big minutes. So, you know, what happens with some of these fringe guys doesn't really matter. It's just a bonus and Fox. I like both in a good matchup. So bonus probably plays 35 minutes. He was good in his first game for King. And De'Aaron Fox really uh, had a solid game with no Halliburton. Uh, they kind of unleashed him. He also got in some foul trouble and lost in a couple minutes. But I think the main guys look really good there for Sacramento. Harrison Barnes has been playing well of late. He should, he should also see big minutes. But the price point, I don't love. Again, Davion Mitchell's been a little bit up and down. But we've seen you know a ceiling from him. 40 fans points down two of the last four games. So I do have some interest in him. I think, we play, I think he plays low 30s minutes. Holiday, not so much. Matt, too, if he starts again, is fine. But again, he was not in the closing lineup, only played 25 minutes. And then uh, we did see some pretty big minutes from Jeremy Lamb off the bench last game. He played 31. And, like, we know Lamb's not a bad point permanent guy. So if all these guys that recently got traded to the Kings are not going to be available and it's, it's similar rotation to last game, um, then I do like Lamb for value. But, like, if a lot of these guys end up playing, then, like, the value for the Kings is going to be hard to trust because I just have no idea what's going to happen with that rotation. On the Wizards side, as I'm going to say this about a lot of teams. We got some uh, newly acquired players. Not sure for sure if they're going to be available, right? Uh, like Porzingis, recently traded. He said that he's ready to play. So we will have to see. Um, 
let's just say if everyone that missed, uh, or if, let's just say the only guys that are available are the ones that played last game. If that is the case, then Kyle Kuzma is going to look really good at 7-9. He's going to lead the offense. Had a triple-double last game. And then the value is all going to look good. So the likes of like Neto, Bryant, KCP, Denny, Rui are all going to look really, really solid. Um, but if we have Porzingis in, again, that's one more body of the rotation. That would make the bigs a lot riskier for the likes of like Bryant and, and for Rui, right? We have to see if Porzingis, uh, you know, is not any sort of limitations. They, they also got Ish Smith and Carey. We don't know for sure if they're going to be available. So as I said, uh, a lot of kind of unknowns for Washington. And that's going to be the case for a lot of these teams because we got some newly acquired players that so we're not sure for sure if they're going to be available. Uh, Spurs and Pelicans. So DeJounte Murray at 10-4. I mean, he just went for 80 fancy points tonight. Again, without Derek White, his his upside uh, can go up. So yeah, I, I like DeJounte Murray a good amount once again. Portal at 7-2 and Kelvin Johnson 6K. Both feel priced about right. Once again, I like Devin Vassell at 4-2. He should start and probably play around 30 minutes. So um, I think he makes for a pretty good value play. Um, we did actually see Primo play more than Lonnie Walker off the bench, but I thought it was interesting. So if you want to take a shot on those guys at the bench, you can go to Primo. Again, Collins will play the backup five and probably play around 15 minutes. He's viable in a GPP setting. On the Pelican side, even though I like the matchup, I don't know if I like any of the price points here. Again, we have CJ McCollum, who's a relatively high usage player in this offense. Um, you know, JV and Ingram are, are high usage players. Um, so... I don't know if I get to anyone on the Pelican side. I mean, Hayes moved back to the bench, um, so a little bit hard to pay 5.4K for him. There's nothing, honestly, that really stands out for me on the Pelican side. Moving on to Cleveland and Philadelphia. So Garland missed the game tonight. We'll keep an eye on that news. If he misses, uh, Karis LeVert probably starts at the point, plays mid-30s minutes, and then it would be a pretty good tournament play. And we've seen big minutes from Rondo. Last two games off the bench, he played, um, I guess, two of the last three. So he played... 32 two games ago, 22 last game. And then he just played like 30 minutes off the bench tonight and had a really good game. So Rondo would be a play for tournaments if Garland is out. And then the bigs and Allen Love and Mobley, as you guys know, like one of those guys probably has a good game, but they're more tournament plays for me. On the Philadelphia side, so Joel Embiid, I mean, he's just smashing basically every single night. So I have no issue getting to 12K Embiid. Uh, Harris and Maxi at 7, 6, and 7, 1 in a tougher spot are kind of secondary plays. The value is interesting. Like, Korkmaz did still play about 30 minutes. I don't hate going back there. Again, he just really didn't shoot at all. Uh, Milton had an awful shooting game off the bench. I think he shot like 1 of 9 in 25 minutes. But those two I'm intrigued by for value for Philly. Don't know if I get to anyone else. Denver and Toronto. So keep an eye on Monte Moore's status. Uh, but yeah, Nicole Jokic, same thing I'll say about Embiid, right? He's really good at basketball. If the game says competitive. Um, he has an insane ceiling. Barton Gordon, more secondary plays. Now, again, if Morris is out, we're going to see Bones and Composo get that minutes bump. Um, now, I don't think the ownership's going to be as wide as it was tonight, right? Uh, because obviously Composo outperformed Bones. So we'll see who ends up starting, but both those guards are going to be in play in Bones and in a guy like Composo. On the Toronto side, so we do have Thad Young uh, is confirmed going to be available for this game. We don't know the status of Van Fleet, so... It's tricky because we don't know, you know, what, how exactly they're going to use Thad Young in this rotation. So if like Van Fleet is out, obviously Siakam probably gets the biggest usage bump. Him and Van, or him and uh, Gary Trent Jr. Siakam got some foul trouble last game. Gary Trent Jr. just shot amazing. 15 to 26, had like eight steals too. Um, but he's also 7K now. Um, and then the bigs, like I said, with Thad Young now in the mix, I don't know if I take a shot here. Um, we'll see what they do with the starting lineup. Um, I guess whoever starts at the five would probably feel the best about, but 
yeah, that's that's a tough one. All right, OKC in Chicago. So the Thunder, they went on like a week stretch where they played actually a normal rotation of like playing the starters like 35 minutes and then having like an eight, nine man rotation. And now it's just like a free for all. All right, they played Giddy, barely played him tonight. Uh, they said he for some reason he's been on a 30 minutes limit over the last over the next few games. I have no idea why. Uh, Baisley actually saw 30 plus minutes. I think he's playable in GPPs. Again, likes Pogoshevsky's actually played pretty well at the bench thing. Like him and Kenrich are viable GPP plays. Uh, Derek Favors for those that played him uh, last night. I'm sure I'm very very happy about his form performance tonight. Derek Favors went for like 30 fancy points. Like he had 16, nine, and three blocks. So again, I'm sure if you played him last night, you are very very happy for his performance tonight. Uh, but yeah, if he starts at five again, I think he's playable. Uh, we didn't see a ton of run for for Roby, but. Uh, basically, any guy in this rotation right now is the minutes are not secure for the Thunder. On the Bulls side, it's a really good matchup. Obviously, some blowout risk, but the big three, I think, all have a good amount of upside in DeRozan, Vooch, and Levine. Um, we did see Io come back at 5 6. So, Kobe White still had a good game actually with Io back, but he's more of a secondary play. Same with Javante Green. So, um, I don't know if there's one play that stands out to me on the Chicago side, but I think the big three all look pretty good. Okay, Brooklyn and Miami. So, a lot of question marks here for Brooklyn. Um, we don't know the status of Seth Curry. We don't know the status of Andre Drummond. Um, ben Simmons still confirmed out. So Kyrie Irving, 10-2, no Kevin Durant. I think he's in play for tournaments. It's a tough matchup, but no one's really going to play him. But um, I think he's still like in consideration. Um, and then as far as the rest of the value, it just depends on Seth Curry and Drummond. Like if Drummond's out, yeah, you can look to Blake Griffin at 4.8K, probably starts and plays 25 to 30 minutes. Um, if Drummond's in and like Drummond starts, then you can obviously play Drummond. He's a good point for a guy like, Again, this, a lot of it's going to come down to news. Like Seth Curry, if he plays, sure, he's in play. If he misses, then, yeah, like Patty Mills, Cam Thomas are playable options. Um, James Johnson at 4K, probably, you know, the value play I feel the best about right now. So I think he's going to play like 25 or so minutes. Uh, but like I said, uh, another team where it's going to come down to uh, news there. On the Miami side, so... Good matchup here. Hero is questionable. Tucker's questionable. Um, so Jimmy Ban and Lowry all had big games last game. Now Lowry at 6'8, I do think it's some ownership of heroes out. He went for 57 last game, but we have seen it a lot from Lowry this year. When they have been shorthanded, he is still disappointed a lot. Um, but don't hate the price point. And then, like, if the game can stay competitive, Jimmy and Bam and Abaya both look uh pretty good at their respective price points. Um, if Hero plays, then you know, slight downgrade to Lowry and slight downgrade to Jimmy and Bam. As far as the value goes, if Tucker's out, then like this grouping of like Gabe, Vincent, and Duncan Robinson, and Struss, and Martin, if he plays, are viable options, but nothing that really stands out there. I will mention, I'm not saying he's playable, but we did see a little bit of Yurt Goat 7 play alongside Bam, which I thought was uh, pretty interesting. All right, Clippers and Mavs. So uh, Clippers side, we have Powell status up in the air, which is actually somewhat significant. Like Powell was playing big minutes for this team. I uh, played 34 minutes last game. So if he misses, that's going to open up some more run for some of these secondary plays. But in a competitive game, I do think we see over 30 minutes of Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson. So those two, I think, are fine for GPPs. Um, again, we saw 33 minutes from Reggie last game. We saw 32 from Marcus Morris. Um, Covington was basically out of the rotation last game. He played 10 minutes. But um, if there's no Powell, I would assume he gets more run. I don't think Rodney Hood's going to be in the rotation. Now, Terrence Mann has actually been getting consistent run off the bench. He's been playing some of the backup point. 25, 26, and 31 minutes over the last three games. So I do like Terrence Mann for value. And then I think the likes of like Batum and Kennard are interesting as well, especially if Powell can't go. Nick Batum, 23, 28 minutes last couple games. Again, I, I just want to say these minutes are not secure. But if we see like mid-20s minutes are both Kennard and Batum, I think they're viable options. 
As far as the bigs go, again, you, you'll see some Zubats, you'll see a little bit of hard scene, but they can go small, and they did against Dallas, right? We saw 26 minutes from Zubat. We only saw, I think, like six minutes from Hardenstein. And then we saw them go small. So, um, yeah, outside of really, if Powell plays, outside of Powell, Morris, and Reggie, uh, the minutes are a lot more in question for these Clippers guys. On the Dallas side, so hard not to like Luca for what, for what he's doing right now. Uh, playing like 40 minutes a game just absolutely has killed the Clippers uh, so far in his career. So, yeah, obviously Luca looks good. Dinwiddie, we don't know if he's going to play. We don't know if Bertans is going to play. If they're both out, I still don't know if it opens up much for me. It's kind of just like Luke and that's it. I guess the value play I would consider would probably be Maxi Kleba. Played 27 minutes last game. Like, if we see mid-20s minutes from a 3.8K Kleba, I think that's totally fine. Lakers and Warriors, another team with some question marks. So, LeBron and Westbrook, both questionable, 80 probable. I would say both LeBron and Westbrook play, uh, but obviously we'll monitor the news. Golden State's been pretty solid defensively, so I think LeBron, AD, more contrarian spend-ups. I don't know if I get to anyone else. Monk has been a little bit up and down of late. T like, THT, if Westbrook is out, I think is a playable value, but not a lot that stands out to me on the Lakers side. On the Warriors side, again, Steph Curry, always been played for tournaments. Klay Thompson's minutes have been bumped up to around 30. I think he looks pretty good at 6.6K. Uh, he's going to get a good amount of shot attempts up, but not, out, not a ton else that really stands out. Like, I think Looney probably plays... Maybe 25 to 30 minutes in this game. I will mention Bielitsa off the bench. First game back, he played about 20 minutes. He's not a bad point-per-minute guy. And if something happens to Looney, some foul trouble, you probably see Bielitsa coming in. So in a large field tournament, I think he's interesting. And finally, another kind of gross late-night hammer, Orlando and Phoenix. So um, Cole Anthony, Carter Jr., Suggs, all in play for tournaments. I think my favorite of the three probably is going to be Cole. Franz, Bamba, meh. More secondary plays. Now, I will mention Bamba did play 30. It was 31 minutes tonight. The stats aren't updated. But, like, if he plays 30 minutes again, then he has upside. But uh, his minutes have been kind of all over the place recently. And I don't think I get to any of the value plays in Orlando. And finally, the Phoenix Suns. So, if the team can stay competitive, I mean, these guys have upside, right? Chris Paul, Devin Booker, they pro probably play around 40 minutes in competitive games. So, those two look okay. Um, DeAndre Aiden at 6-7 in a good matchup, I think probably plays around 30 minutes, which makes him a decent option. Uh, Bridges feels a little bit pricey. I think Crowder's fine. We do have Torrey Craig, who uh, we'll see if he's going to be available. If he is, that's going to make the minutes riskier for those wings. Um, and then, like, McGee, we saw Biombo in the rotation, too. He didn't get all the backup five run, which is a little bit concerning, but he's always a dart throw uh, in GPPs. But, yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the video. So if you have enjoyed the content uh, and if you have enjoyed the, the DK's day streams, um, hope you guys uh, have been enjoying those. Uh, those are streams again, uh, midday where we'll talk about, you know, everything DFS, top shot, prize picks. So you guys can check those out. Um, they are, uh, you can go back and watch them if you want, but hope you guys have been enjoying the DFS content and those streams. Um, again, if you do enjoy, just make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Uh, but thanks again, guys. Enjoy the rest of your night and I will see you in the next video.